Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Oh, now, now we are here we are again. Again. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, it was fucking flashing on us. That was a veteran move to recognize that because yeah. uh, we wouldn't hate to have. Well, we got the I would have picked going. up on it here. Because I would have seen it not recording, not like I get, I get the not doing anything. Yeah. I, I, well, at least I would have hoped. Eventually, eventually. So thirty but, minutes in. Yes, but we're back at Rob's lair. I appreciate you coming over once again. Yeah, man, no worries. Worked out well. I was in the neighborhood, kind of. You're halfway here. Halfway roughly. here. Yeah, anything within fifteen minutes is basically there. That's not too bad. So well, because I my car sprung a little oil leak. Yeah. Last, well, I'm an idiot. I'm so far from a mechanic. So here, let me give you those. I'll. This will be entertaining for people out there because I like to make fun of myself. So I noticed my car sprung a little leak uh, last week sometime, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And I couldn't. Like, I went out and I put my finger in it on the ground. I couldn't really tell what it was. Like, you know, I, 
I smelled it, kind of looked at it. It wasn't real clear what it was. Yeah. You know, I was like, hmm. you didn't taste it. I did. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. <laughs> I took a little dab on my tongue. But, but yeah, I, know, you know, I thought about I that. I said that in jest. But you know, here's what's funny. It's like I have no frame of reference. Right. I, I don't like... How why, do you know? What am I tasting? Okay, oh, it mm. tastes like this. Oh, that's more oil. Oh, that's antifreeze. Like, I don't fucking know. After I did it, <laughs> I thought to myself, like, why did I just do that? But anyways. Anyways. So I was like, huh, I couldn't really tell what it was because there wasn't a lot of it and it had been there for a little bit on the ground. And so I popped the hood. makes it even better that you put it in your mouth. <laughs> so then I popped the hood open again, pretending like to know, you know what, what you're looking know, at. I'm hoping there's just a giant on-off switch or something, you know what I mean? Like a, a cap that's not tight. Yeah. You know I mean? Big glowing obvious thing. Of course it's not that. So I look and my coolant reservoir was like below the low line. I was like, oh, cool. That must be a coolant leak. So I put, I went and bought some antifreeze, put some coolant in there. Yeah. And so then I called the mechanic, set up an appointment. They couldn't get me in until Friday. So it was fine. Didn't feel like the car was going to blow up on me. So I dropped it off Friday. Told them, hey, I need an oil change. I think it's got a coolant leak. You guys sort that shit out for me. That's, I've been going to this mechanic for the past 10 years now. It's pretty trustworthy people. And uh, they called me a few hours later. He's like, well... We couldn't find a, any sort of coolant leak, but you got a pretty significant oil leak. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, I guess, uh, I think he said a cam seal, if that's a thing. I don't Sure. Sure. Sounds familiar. It sounds mechanical. Yeah. He could have said, hey, you need a new Johnson rod. I would have been right. like, yeah, that sounds right too. So anyways, I think he said my cam seal was leaking. And uh, they had to order the part, got it in. And then they call me towards the end of the day on Friday. Like, hey, we're not going to be able to get this finished up. And this is Friday afternoon and they don't work the weekend. I'm like, well, fuck, bro. I was like, I need a, I don't want to go all weekend without a vehicle. I was like, that's really inconvenient. Yeah. He's like, well, he's like, we can put it back together what we have apart. And he's like, you can drive it for the weekend. Just drive it by, back off Monday morning. He's like, you're not going to fuck anything up. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, you'll be all right. And so <laughs> that's why I, another reason why I asked you to come over here because I've been trying to limit my driving. Mm. Like since then, dude, I drove, I drove up to the gym yesterday. And then I drove to the grocery store last night, and that was it. You're fine. Oh, my God. They taught that thing back off, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, they did. There's they, no way you're leaking five quarts of oil. Yeah, but what else could go wrong? Nothing. How do you, are you a mechanic? I am. A, I have a lot of experience with cars. You're less than a mechanic. <laughs> you're, uh, no, you're, I, man, I will no, say. I would say you're less of a mechanic than I, I am, but we're about on the same I've dicked page. around with cars before. So I mean, have I. I mean, you know. It's, but I'm terrible. I'm like a yeah. white belt with two stripes when it comes to it. Man, I've. I've figured a few things out here and there. I've definitely, but no, I, I, I uh, like we were saying, the new school cars are different. Yes. Way different. Way different. It's so much computerized shit, and you don't know what the fuck's going on. But, yeah, uh, well, back in you know, back in when I was a kid and older cars, I, I turned the wrench quite a few times. Man, I had old Buick Regal. Yeah. That it was pretty common. Like uh, you'd go through brake pads pretty yeah. frequently. Yeah. And so I, I got good at changing those. You had to have a special tool, of course. It couldn't just be a fucking Allen wrench. You had right. to go get a special tool to get this, get into the brakes. So I got, I used to do shit like that. You know, once in a while, in an older car, I'd change my own oil. You know, but nowadays, fuck that shit. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. No, we got people who get paid to enjoy doing it. Oh, speaking of that, I got to change it. I got to put a new taillight in. I've been meaning to do that for like three weeks now. Just have them do it while they're there? Oh, yeah, that's expensive as fuck. Are you kidding? Dude, How get much? this. I don't know. I'm afraid to ask because I can just do it myself. It's a fucking taillight. Okay. You would think that, right? So I'm just, this isn't too bad on a Subaru, but the headlight is a different story. Here's no, the, the headlight's story. pain in the ass because it's behind the battery. 
No, on this Outback? Yeah. You have to take the tire off to change the headlight. Oh, the tire. You okay, have to take the worse. fucking tire off. And then, un- you know, then the plastic skirting underneath yeah. the, the wheel well. You yeah. got to unsnap all that. Then you got to reach up in there and you're still kind of going by Braille. You really can't see it. It, huh. it is a nightmare to change headlights in that thing. That's weird. Because I was going to add, one time I had a headlight burnt out and I had it in for an oil change. I was like, hey, you guys mind changing the headlight while you're there? He's like, oh, yeah, but it'll be about 100 bucks because of how involved it is. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, you're rotating the tires for me anyways, so the tire's going to be off. I was like, just change the motherfucker. He's like, nah, he's like, just is. I was like, don't change it. I was like, I'll fucking do it when I get home. So I could, uh, maybe the, ta- the taillight would be significantly cheaper. It, they would still charge me for it. Yeah, but it's time. It's your time. It is my time. Maybe I will. Because I got to drop it. So now I got to drop it off Monday morning on my way yeah. to work. Yeah, what's your time worth? That yeah. was one of my big yeah. lessons. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, you know, taking it to an extreme is, is uh, not really what it's about. But, like, the lesson of, like, you need to put a dollar amount on what your time is worth. And any task that you, that isn't worth at least that and you can hire someone to do, hire, it done. hire and get it done. I mean, unless you enjoy doing it, right? Like, if right. you enjoy working on your car, you enjoy, you know, mowing your lawn or whatever it is. But, um yeah, I mean, you only have so much time and mental energy yep. to put into shit. So that's why I'll just pay to yeah, have it done. Pay to have shit done. Then you're supporting the economy too, you know, getting Dude, the money out there. Speaking of speaking of that, I I got one quick little estimate on hiring a house cleaning service just to come. Yeah, I was thinking about having a cleaning lady come out either once a week or every other week. Mm-hmm. I mean, my house isn't big, but I got other shit I like to do. Yeah. Dude, if it's not terribly, Dude, yeah, cleaning houses, it yeah, sucks. It takes time. I mean, I like to have a clean house. I right. mean, but and it, it's tough to keep up on with the dog and shit. So I was like, oh, so I had one lady give me an estimate. Man, it was, I was it, so this is a bigger company, so I'm sure the price is a little bit more. But it was uh, like a ninety five dollar minimum charge. You know, that was basically like we are going to charge you ninety five, even if your house is super small. We're charging ninety five bucks. Mm-hmm. Then we'll come, we'll come out and take a look at your house if we got to upcharge more, but. I was like, Jesus Christ. I, so, because then I rationed it out like, oh, okay, if it was a once a month thing, okay, no big deal. But if I want it cleaned every other week or, you know, every week, that adds up. You know, yeah. now you're paying. If you do it every other week, you're, you know, you're almost $200 a month to have your house cleaned. I'm like, yeah, eh, is that really worth it? Yeah, it's funny, yeah. man. We had a, a cleaning service for a while. Uh, and it's tough because. Like your better deal and your better people are like your individual yes. thing. Like, but the problem is, is they're individuals. So if anything happens, you know, they're not able to make it or they get sick or, you know, uh, or they, whatever. Right. So you hire a company and the company at least, you know, Hey, someone's showing up to clean your house, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to worry about it. But man, after a while, I literally, I got to the point where I felt like I was giving somebody an allowance. Because they would show up and they would clean and then you would come in behind them and you're like, wait a minute, man, I'm still having to like do a little bit of this and straighten up a little bit of that. And, you know, they're not really like they were like fucking kids, you know, like your teenage kids that you like, dude, your chore is to clean the bathroom and you go in there and you're like, Jesus Christ. Okay, I understand you clean the bathroom, but really, I don't want to have to come in here and have to do little things here and there because I'm paying for it because I'm yeah, I want a clean fucking bathroom. And they're like, uh. You know, it's it's tough because a lot of times they just they check the boxes, man. They're like, okay, I got to do this and this and this, and they're just checking boxes rather than looking at 
well, the whole the mission is to provide a clean thing. I think I've told you before, we added a cleaning service at the gym and I, it fucking drove me nuts, man. This lady would come in and clean and then she would uh, go and put the, the stuff away in the, in the closet, which was on the opposite side of the gym. And then she would just walk across the gym and she, she had mopped, so the floors were still wet, right? Yeah. And so you would come in the days after she had come in to clean and you could see Where these footprints across mm. the floor. So the first thing that you had to do as a coach clean those footprints was clean those fucking footprints. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, man. It, it seemed like you would just not do that on a pride level. Like you, like when you get it, when for me, when I complete a task, I like to look at it and be happy with the result. Like, oh, that looks good. Yeah. Even when I, I just well, got to the prom, like if you walk across a wet floor, like wet mats, you right. may not see it right away. But like, you know you're going to leave footprints. I know, especially if it gets pointed out right. a couple times. You do it the first time, like, oh, fuck, I didn't leave. Fuck. I didn't think I'd leave mistake, footprints. I'm right? sorry. Well, yep. And then so now you either you figure, figure out a solution. Out. You you mop on your way out the door and say, hey, I'm going to leave the mats. That, I'm going to leave the mop yeah. sitting in the corner for you. There's Most gym owners would have been like, that's cool. I get it. Yeah. I'll put it away when I get here. Dude, like there's I, many solutions to that. I had a couple meetings with the owner of that company <laughs> saying, look, and I think the lady, I even like got a meeting with the lady and I was like, look, man, we really, you know, you're doing a great job, blah, blah, blah. I just need you to stop walking across the floor like that. And just in general, like look at this place as like, hey, I just want to leave a clean. When someone walks in here after I've cleaned it, that it looks really good and we don't have to come in and, and do anything after you've been here, put this up or cause she, you know, wouldn't put things back the right way or whatever. And it's like, I'm not hiring you to create more work for my coaches. And uh, they just couldn't get it, man. Could not fucking get it. It just blew my mind. And yeah, I had to fire him. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Like you guys keep doing the same goddamn thing. And uh, but yeah, people are weird, man. Yeah. People are weird. People are weird. So, but yeah, the cleaning thing is tough. You got to find a good individual to to. Get I'm, it going. I'm still not giving up on that that uh, adventure yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna call a few more places or people. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping just to find like a just a real you know. I say this not trying to be derogatory, but like a low rent operation, just like somebody that's got their yeah, own business. Exactly. Just you know, low overhead. Yes, low overhead. It's it is their business. It's them. So. Yep. You know, they're insured, you yeah. know, but it's still, because yep. I don't like doing, you know, because I've considered, you know, doing like the, like the favor trading or, you know, if you, we know somebody that wants to earn some extra money, you know, like, yeah. we know plenty of people at the gym that could be like, Hey, you want to earn some extra money? I'll float you 50 bucks. You want to come clean my house? It gets squirrely, you know, doing that. Yeah, Yeah, especially if that's not what they do. Right. If you're trying to just like give somebody a job, right? Like they don't clean. It's not their thing. Right. And you're just like trying to, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I I Actually, what's funny is my solution to the problem was one of my coaches ended up saying, hey, I'll clean. But he wanted to do it, you know, and, and he was motivated to do it. And he was like, I'll take the money or, you know, whatever that you're paying them. I could definitely use it. And so, you know, there's definitely, uh, you know, opportunity for that. But yeah, generally, if you take someone, it's like, like they don't, they don't, they're not motivated. It's not what they really want to do. They just want the money. Then yeah, that doesn't last very long. And you're going to get a shit result. Yeah. Within a few months, that motivation is just not the same. Like if you're not intrinsically motivated beyond the money on some level, 
And again, that's what would happen with those fucking people who worked for those companies, right? Like they weren't really motivated to clean. They just wanted a job. And so you could see the breakdown in the service uh, after a few months. And so that's, that's a tough thing, man. People just, motivation will get you through for a little while. But at the end of the day, like who you are is going to determine how you act. And like that's going to come through eventually. And uh, yeah, that's a tough thing because you get caught with people, you know, people come across one way when they're super motivated and then you start to realize like, oh, this isn't who you are. This isn't who you really are. Like you're, you know, it's, it's a different thing underneath the surface there. So yeah, it's, uh, people are tough to know. Funny story. So my niece calls me Friday. She works at a, uh, an office here in town. Yeah. You know, she's like the admin office manager type chick and she calls me randomly she's like hey so fedex's pallet jacks don't go over gravel like super random and i'm like huh so it was what it was they were getting a big printer delivered mm. and it was actually my company you know delivering it and and she's like yeah the driver said that he can't drag this over the gravel and so he's just going to deliver it out at the end of our parking lot and it's a big like commercial printer and my niece is just a little, you know, 120 pound chick. She doesn't have a pallet jack or a dolly. She's the only right, one in right, the right. office. She's like, I can't get this inside by myself. And I was like, and she asked, like, hey, what's the driver's name? Who, you know, who'd you talk to? She told me. I was like, yeah. I was like, good luck. He's a lazy fuck. As because like, she showed me a picture of the parking lot. Like he could have definitely. It would have taken him a little extra, a slightly extra effort, but he could have backed up a lot closer. And it wasn't like a thick, nasty gravel, like. He could have drug it over the parking lot, but this dude's just a fucking pussy, and he's lazy. And she and, and I, I was like, yeah, he should be able to. I was like, if I I was there, I would do it, no problem, just to be a nice guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But she sent me the pitch. She sent me a picture afterwards of where he unloaded it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no wonder, like, no wonder why people like don't like like me, not but like my uniform yeah. or yeah, when yeah. I show when I show up to go deliver something, they they are assuming the worst. Because they've dealt with it, and then oh, when, yes. when they realize that, like, yep. hey, I'm not going to do that. Like, I like I'm putting myself in your shoes right now. Yeah, and if oh, I so rare, if the rule rules are reversed, what would I like you to do? Yeah, and that's how I. I mean, I don't go kill myself, but I, dude, I, I try just to be a decent human being. I believe someone once put it like, treat others as you want to be treated. Yeah, I something, think I've, I've heard something, something like that before. Like that. I don't know, but, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, so but she, I forget. You know, and she sent me the picture of what he did. I'm like, what a dick. That's a dick, man. What a fucking dick. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. We get that with uh, Pedaling Innovations because you get people who have some sort of issue and they're so used to just people who don't care, companies that are like, you know, you got to jump through so many hoops. They just, they don't give a fuck. Like once they've got your money and you can just tell and we've all dealt with these companies and so... Like they, they send us an email or they call and leave a message and they're already on the offensive. Mm-hmm. Like they're already expecting for us to start trying to fuck with them. And they're just like, they're ready, man. They're ready. And I know, I, I, me and Kelly have talked about it many times. It's like we, you know, we sympathize with them because we know why they're doing it. And again, like nine, 90 plus you know, percent of the time, uh, once people realize that that's not what we're doing. They're pumped. You know, you do still have your dicks. You do right. still have people who just want to be pissed. 
Like nothing you say or do is going to make them happy because they just like to be pissed. But most people don't want to be pissed. They're just, they've been fucked over so many times that they're just ready for it. And it's not personal. And they're almost hoping for it. They're like primed. They're like waiting for it. You know what? No, that's what I'm saying though. But most people aren't. That's why if given the opportunity, they're like, cool, man. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Right? Like it's, it's to me, very rarely are you making an effort to help someone and they just remain angry. And, and when you do, you're just like, wow, that's like, that's, yeah, that's an angry person. Like that dude just wanted to be pissed. There's nothing you can do. We run into those guys too. And it's the same thing. It's like, hey man, like if you just enjoy being upset, then more power to you. Don't know how that's working out in your personal life. But uh, most people are pumped. And, but yeah, same thing, man. Like with, you know, you're, that's what you're talking about. Like you have people who represent, you know, your, uh, I guess like your niche or your role in society. Mm-hmm. right and we all play a role in society on some level and like you know mm-hmm. i'm the internet merchant guy and it's like yeah good luck dealing with those fuckers they're tough there's no storefront that you can walk into and like get pissed off and hey i want to see someone and it's so easy to just oh email here and call here and whatever and uh yes yeah, fedex guy is dropping printers off at the end of the parking lot man that's not a good look for the rest of you no it's not <laughs> at all you say thing with mountain biking i come across you know people who've had really like there are some dick mountain bikers out there and so you come across hikers and they're like you know aggressive prepare, for you to be prepare a dick. yeah prepare for me to be a dick and as soon as i'm like hey man you know or whatever and they can tell by my tone and my mannerisms that i'm like i'm not here to be aggressive or whatever then they're usually cool but yeah, I see people out there. I've had it happen to me, like fellow riders. It's like, you know, dude, my Strava time. I'm fucking going for a PR. And it's like, they're willing to just, you know, just whatever, just blast past people, just create totally, it ruins it for the rest of us, yep. you know? So it's, uh, takes a few bad apples to ruin it for the rest of us. It's funny. I had a, I actually met a new neighbor of mine, like one street over this way. Uh, yesterday I was out walking Frank. And uh, he was out in his driveway drinking a beer. And I'd, I've, I've waved the guy before, but we've never talked. And he's, he came out. He's like, hey. Because like, he saw Frank. And, of course, like everybody sees him wants to pet him. He's, he's so sweet and cool looking. And so he started petting him. Then he started asking me about my other dog. And we, we ended up talking for like 20 minutes. And we kind of this, we, our conversation went down the same path. He's like, man, I can really tell, like, you know, you're a good dog owner. You love your dog. He's like, I see you out here. It's cold as shit. You're walking your dog. It's late. It's early. He's like... He's always listening, like, and then we got talking about, like, shitty fucking dog owners. That, that, whole, that whole conversation, because yeah. he feels the same way I did about it, you know, because we got, a, there's a couple people in this neighborhood that got some aggressive dogs, and if you have an aggressive dog, that's fine, you just got to be a responsible owner. Right. And so we started, that That kind of moved the whole conversation that way, because he pointed, he's like, yeah, watch that house, and I was like, oh, believe me, I know, <laughs> we started talking. Yeah. yeah, but the whole conversation went the, the same direction, like, yeah, fuck, man. Like, you can't take your dog out hiking because people don't have good... Like, if you got a dog that's slightly aggressive, you know, people just... Your dog gets bum-rushed. He's like, it turns into a shit show. I'm like, yeah, man. It's, it's like, yep, I've had this conversation with many people many yeah. times. And yeah. It was funny. It's, uh... Yeah. People are funny. People. People. Yeah, fucking people. I shared the story with him about the guy the other direction accusing me of casing houses. Yeah. 
And he was like, are you? He's like, what? And I had to repeat the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds so absurd, man. I was like, no, I'm not making this up. And then, dude, he was like, oh, my goodness. He couldn't believe it. I was like, yep. I was like, so just so you know, in case you thought I was out here casing houses, I'm just walking my dog, bro. Just walking my dog, man. (laughs) He's like, I wasn't concerned. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Well, fucking neighbors. Fucking people. What are you going to do? I know. I got one neighbor that's got their little yappy mini dog that just runs around all over the place, poops in my yard, and barks at everybody. But it's a small little dog, so it's not going to hurt anybody. So it's just like, there's just this assumption that like it's cool because he's not going to hurt anybody. It's like, no, it's a fucking, it's a nuisance, man. Mm -hmm. That little dog's a nuisance. And it does not watch out, man. There's been like a couple times where you're like, holy shit, the dog just like ran across the street in front of me and I really do not want to run this thing over. It will not survive an interaction with a vehicle. <laughs> the <laughs> Michelin's going to win that one. Yes, <laughs> yes. And But it's like, what the fuck do you do when these people got their dog just running around and it just, there's no, yeah, so there you go. There you go. That's all right though. We got Frank, he's in training. He seems to be pretty chill. He's pretty chill, I man. I think he'll not to be a good dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we got to get a puppy here. That's our really? next up. Yeah, it's you know yeah it's a couple reasons, but I think it's a good time. Really? Yeah. Sweet. I think it's a good time for Aka to get a partner. How old's Aka? Like eight. He's going on eight. He'll be eight in February. He's getting up there. He's getting up there, man. He's yeah. got a few good years left though. Oh no, I know. He, he might make it to like twelve, thirteen. You never know. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not like foreseeing the. You know, it's just there's a. We were talking about like the best way to train a dog is to get them around another good dog, mm-hmm. and it makes your job so much easier. So much easier, and and so like and I and I had that like you know Mojo was our original dog, and you know he was he was a good dog, but it was funny because like our next dog Shadow, you could tell like she picked up so much of like how to act and what we wanted from him, and then uh, Aka did the same thing from Shadow, and so there's like this you know, lineage, I guess, uh, it's, it's not really the same as, you know, they're all mutts. So you don't get to have like puppies, that kind of lineage, but it's definitely, uh, you know, it's, yeah. So it's getting to the point where I think Akka's ready to pass on some trail knowledge Hell to yeah. some other dogs. Yeah. Just thinking about getting works. like going to a breeder and getting a pup or going to the pound and rescuing something. <clears throat> or- I go to the pound, find something like that. I mean, Akka we got, it was, uh, they're selling them puppies in front of Walmart for yep. 50 bucks. So it's funny. We were looking for a puppy and it is a little bit of a uh, task to get a dog from the shelter. Yeah. It's not as easy as just show up and, you know, pay some money and blah, blah, blah and get your dog. So um, again, you know, we just talked about people being assholes. I can see it's, why. It's because shitty people. Yeah. Yeah, so they, sure. they've had to put those rules in place because I can see because you don't want these dogs like out there. You you don't want them creating more problems. Right, that's not the point. You're not releasing them out there to create more problems for themselves or be put in bad situations or whatever it is. So I understand, but that's why we were like, I'm I'm such a lazy fucker. I got to be you know motivated to get through all that friction. And so when Kiela's like, oh, there's dogs here for fifty bucks. I'm like, fucking hey, all right, let's do it. So. I figure like most things, the the solution will present itself. You know, the universe, I think with dogs, a lot of times the universal yeah. kind of 
show you the way. Yeah. Kind of put the right dog yep. in your path at the right time. That's what happened with old Frank Sinatra there. Yeah. Kind of exactly. stumbled upon him. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've had a few. I had one dog, uh, Joby. I don't know if I ever told you about Joby, our crazy pig hunting dog. And, oh, uh, I do remember stories about dude, this. Yeah. And he was very similar, like, to Akka in his, like, build and stuff. And I always thought, I like, you know, man, Joby would have been the fucking supreme trailmaster dog. But he was just too crazy. <laughs> Way too crazy. Were you trying to kill any little thing that fucking moved? No, it wasn't killing. He wanted to chase everything. Yeah. And so he was one of the, again, like, the pig hunting in, in Hawaii, the, they use dogs to chase down and help with the, the hunt. And you got your two types of dogs. You got your your chasing dogs, and then you've got your get in and fucking hold the pig, hold the pig dogs. And so uh, Joby was the chase dog. He had the kind of the German short hair, like whatever, like uh, you know, leaner, um, faster look. And like Shadow, our other dog, the boxer mix, like she was one of the the takedown dogs. And so. Um, yeah, you get a mutt from the Hawaiian pound. It's got usually some sort of fucking pig dog oh, I'm sure. uh, lineage somewhere. But um, but yeah, Joby was fucking nuts, man. He would see something and he would just go and just channel his crazy puppy powers. And we had a six foot plus chain link fence around our yard in Texas. And we lived on an acre, but it was next to a power line right of way. And we're out in the, you know, on the edge of town and kind of surrounded by woods anyways. And so, you know, animals use those power line right-of-ways to travel around. And so you get fucking deer and other things running through there. And man, if he saw a deer, it was on. And he would charge that fence and make his way up. He'd get up his paws, front paws over the top of the fence and then just fucking <laughs> fling himself to get the rest of him over. He would just crash to the his fucking head and back, bow, <laughs> and just bounce up and, and be gone. And we couldn't. There was just nothing we could do, man. I I, I tried chaining him up. You I hated doing you can't that, do man. That. I yeah. fucking hated doing that. And uh, yeah, he'd always come home. He always he? came back. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it was. He was not a bad dog, you know. But he just had. Very it. strong instincts. And so we actually put an ad out and like found a family that did pig hunting and uh, gave them to gave them to them. Cool. So yeah, I always envision him living his days out chasing down pigs in the Texas woods. Yeah. That's pretty big in Texas too. It is, yeah. And they treat their dogs uh, you know on the whole, the the pig hunting dogs in Hawaii don't have the best life they no. are disposable uh yeah they're not um like family friends for the most part so from what I, what I understand is you know pig hunting more on the mainland and the texas like like those dogs like they care about those dogs like those are their fucking hunting dogs well, they'll I've actually seen, put like fucking kevlar yeah they'll kevlar. put yeah, yeah i've seen it man they'll put like kevlar uh vest on them and yep. kevlar neck protectors yep. So they don't get fucked up by the pigs. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what they do. They're supposed to hold the pig, and then you run up and kill the pig. Yep. Like, the dogs aren't meant to kill the pig. They're just right. meant to chase it and, you know, hold it down. Yep. And I've always wanted to do something like that. I think man. it'd be cool as shit. Yeah. It'd be fun. That would be interesting, man. But, yeah, when you can buy fucking 50 dogs for the price of one of those Kevlar yeah. things, and I'm not even, like, buy. You're just, like, getting these dogs, breeding them. They're practically fucking free. And, uh... 
So yeah, it's not. So that's you know good. I think you got a better better pig hunting life uh, because of it. So but he, cool. he was not meant for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tough thing, man. You gotta you gotta recognize that. Like it, one of the worst things that can happen is if you get a dog that's not a good fit or an animal that's not a good fit. And it's like a fuck. It's like dating someone, man. Like sometimes you're dating someone. It's not a good fit. And it's gonna be miserable. And if you don't break it off and like let everybody find a situation that makes them happier, like that's the thing is like you're not letting them find a better situation. Like they can find a better situation that makes them happier too. Yep. So it's kind of selfish for you to just be like, oh no, this is my. I'm gonna dog. make this work. I'm make this work, and it's like you know sometimes you get a dog and they they don't fit in. And it's like, all right, so why? It, but yeah, it's tough because people get attached. They're like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't want to abandon this dog and or animal or whatever it is. And I had to do that with a uh, white German Shepherd back in Michigan. And I mean, I had I got him when he was a pup. Beautiful dog, man. Cool as shit. Real smart, real loving. But man, it, it lasted about probably a year, year, man, a year and a half maybe. And he just, I mean, he had a lot of fucking energy. And just, I lived in a smaller house. I mean, and I, and I spent time with him, played with him, but he needed, he needed more. Yes. Yeah, he, like, he just, yeah. I couldn't provide what he needed. He was starting to go a little stir crazy. And uh, I mean, it was tough, but I had to make the decision, man. I found like a friend of a friend of the family. They lived on a farm and just had acres and acres for him to go run and be, yeah. be a dog. And I, I was like, all right, I got to. And he did. He ended up living out his life on the farm, just yeah. like, loving life, you know, just out there hanging out with the farm animals running around and shit just digging it so yeah. but yeah you got to make that call sometimes like, yep. you're like fuck I fuck, you know i screwed up i didn't get a good fit and you gotta find it. it's the life you're dealing with man yeah sometimes you can't just stuff that square peg into that round hole just, just to make you, you want it just to, to make your emotions happy like you just yeah and it's usually better that's one of those things just like breaking it off with someone who's not a good you know you get into a toxic fucking relationship and it's you know, yeah, you, you usually feel better six months down the road. Whereas if you'd have just like, if you still drug the fucking situation out for six months, like, yeah, you didn't have that moment of acute, like, you know, emotional pain of, of just like cutting it off, but you're just still dealing with that just constant toxic stress of the situation. And it fucking adds up, man. It adds up bad. It adds up bad. So it's, uh, yeah toxic situations it's like People just like we're talking whatever. about when you're uh, going for a triangle someone gets stacked you there's time to switch that up go for the reverse triangle yeah or realize that getting stacked is not worth it because you're 40 years old and you're doing this for fun right let it go yes, <laughs> yes. save your neck save your neck save your fucking neck i'm getting more to you i'm not leaving you here, that's good man that's good so yeah i know you got to uh make those calls but um so yeah speaking of which man kelly's looking sharp for her her tournament so yeah when this comes out we'll be on the road driving to salt lake city she has weigh-ins on friday and then uh her tournament starts gates open or doors open at nine and then the tournament starts at 10 and she's the second uh second match going so and go from there. She was looking good. Yeah, that chick was there. I got to roll around with her yesterday. And she's sharp, man. She took my back. Yeah. I got presented a little, opp little opportunity. It wasn't a big glaring opportunity. Right. Like I, like I just fucking turboed and hoped she would jump on my back. But I, uh. 
I wanted to see if she would catch my mistake, and she fucking caught it, man. She yeah. fast. She was. She's ready. Yep. No, she's good. She's uh, feeling good. Her neck's feeling good. She's feeling strong. Jiu-jitsu's sharp. Yeah, she had good training today. She had. Uh, see, how we basically just simulated what we're assuming the tournament's going to be like, which is uh, we let her warm up, and then uh, she just had her three eight-minute rounds. She actually just, she did a five-minute like flow roll with Angela just to kind of get some movement going because even there, like right. warming up, you can like do that, we'll, yeah, we'll get you know we'll move, we'll do something to get her like doing some jujitsu movement before she gets on the mat. Um, but yeah, then it was on. We had uh, Deborah and Nadia and Laura were all there, so she first got her first match with uh, Deborah, and then we gave her gave her like 15 minutes rest, and then she what had, was she doing in that rest period today? Just sitting mat side, or yeah, she was doing uh, you know using the lacrosse ball on her neck and just kind of moving and just you know we were rolling. So it was like I told you, it was interesting how it worked out. Like when she was rolling everybody was watching them roll and then during her rest periods everybody else would roll and so she would kind of like watch uh you know us and, and do her thing just kind of recovering um between the matches or between her matches and then yeah she had her second match with uh nadia and then we gave her like a little less than 10 minutes rest and then did uh her third match with old laura yeah. All right, hold that thought. I got to piss a race horse. Sure, man. Uh-oh. So, monologues. <laughs> My bike, James. What can we talk about in the absence of Rob? What is the deal with that? So, hmm. I don't know. I got nothing for you guys. Wish we had Z here for a Pokemon update. Oh, Z's gonna be Ash Ketchum, the uh, Pokemon trainer from the cartoons for Halloween. And see what Shiloh will be in. She is a character of her own creation. I think the term is OC, is uh, from her art. Everybody should go to shilohsart.com and check her stuff out and you can sign up for her newsletter and get updates on her art. She posts new stuff every week, but she is super talented and definitely worth checking out. But yeah, that's her costume. So, <laughs> you just started talking to yourself and shit. Yeah, I was just, you know, I share what uh, everybody's costume is going to be. So do I have to listen to next week's episode to find this shit out, or are you going to tell me again? It's a, it's gonna, a surprise. All right. No, Z's being uh, Ash Ketchum. Who? Ash Ketchum from the Pokemon cartoons. He's the main character who runs around and catches the Pokemon. All right, I got to ask you, how are you? Ash, like like Ash, Ash. is a Bernie, yep. Ash, and then Ketchum is kind of like Ketchup? Kind of, yeah. Hey, okay, yep. I was making sure I was hearing it right. It yes, Ash, yep. So he he's the main character in the Pokemon cartoons who... Him and Pikachu. That's what I was. I was just gonna ask. Like, well, then who the fuck is Pikachu? I thought he, he was. Like, I thought Pikachu was like the Pokemon. No, he's just one of the Pokemons. He is uh, Ash's special friend Pokemon. So gotcha. And uh, and then yeah, Shiloh's doing her. She's being an original creation, an OC. So she has a character that she's 
drawn, and so she's going to dress up as dress up as one of her characters. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So, that's... Uh, what are you and Kelly dressing up? You guys got like a Halloween party to go to or anything? No. Well, we went to that one yesterday, and it was... Uh, it's funny. It was just like kids. It was, it was this weird reoccurring theme of like... You know, because we've been going over, we've known these people uh, um, for, fuck, like since Z was one. So I guess like five years now. Mm-hmm. And so we've been going over there a bunch. And then you see the same people over there when you go over. And the connection is all the kids. It's like, oh, how do you guys know each other? Well, our kids met here. Our kids are in this program. Or our kids this or whatever. So it's just this collection of adults that have... Uh, very little connection between them outside of the fact that they have kids <laughs> and that the kids have somehow like crossed paths. And so it's an excuse for the, the adults to get together. And, um, but, uh, yeah, so that was, it was fun. They put on a good, good party. They had a big bump and jump. And, so it was like uh, a kid party though. Yeah. Yeah. We had food and alcohol and they got, yeah, it's, they do a good, uh, it's a good mix. Gotcha. So it's definitely not an adult party, you know. Nobody's getting super rowdy. No like, cake stands. Yeah, nobody's got fucking like rubber dildos or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the the costumes are all somewhat in the the tasteful realm. So, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that was you guys didn't dress up at all for it. I, I dressed up, I and mean, if you want to call it dressing up, I got a Rick mask, and so I can put that on, and I'm Rick. And I got a portal gun so I can, you know, walk around and shoot my portal gun. But the Rick mask is tough to be at at a party. Yeah. It's tough to socialize in a, in a Rick mask. So I walked in with it on and then uh, tracked it down because somebody moved it and then <laughs> left with it on. So that was the, <laughs> the, extent, that of was the extent of it. But um, Kelly dressed up like an 80s girl, which... Uh, is, I'm pretty sure they've done that more than once. See, that's like her fallback, man. She's guy. good at it. Yeah, she's yeah. got that. She got the costume. She just pulls some stuff together, and then uh, yeah, she's got that look down. So she pulls it off. She definitely makes the '80s look good. So which is difficult to do. It is that difficult was, that was to a, do. That was a weird time frame. It was. It's funny though, man. At the time, you didn't think it was. It's just. Uh, I mean, because we were both pretty similar age. Yeah. That was the age of MTV. I mean, MTV fucking shaped the 80s, man. Like, a big part of it. So, that was like the... Yeah. I know, looking back, it's like, what the fuck were we doing? But, it was a growing period for our culture. And it was... I keep track of my time here so I don't fuck my tea up. It's oh. important. Good, you got your. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not going to set. I'm not going to set a timer. I'm just going to keep track of our recording time here. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Well, multitask. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah. So fucking, I do. It's crazy to think about, man. Next, what? So when this comes out, that'll be. It'll be the first. It'll be next Friday. The first. So mm-hmm. yeah, Halloween's next Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we're already in fucking November. I know. Bananas to think about. Yeah. We got snow coming in. The storm looks like it's coming in now. We're supposed to get snow here in the valley tonight, uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I think tomorrow. I think originally it was supposed to be like today, but I think it shifted to tomorrow or something. I'd have to look again. Uh, better go to the beer store. <laughs> <laughs> the essentials. <laughs> Hunker down and wait it out. Got my new uh, downloaded 
um, Gears of War. I'm not like on a fucking Gears of War kick, so I'm like playing Gears of War 2 over again. And uh, yeah, it's funny, man. Like I go video games come in phases. Like I'm yep. totally playing video games now. And it's weird. And I don't feel bad. It's like, oh no, I got time to play. But there's other times when I'm like, Jesus, dude, how did I ever have time to play video games at any point in my life? Uh, but yeah, you still shooting people? Uh, dude, I haven't. You know, that's exactly exactly what I was going to say is it's very similar for me. I'll get into little streaks to where I'm playing it for a while. Yeah, It'll last a month, two, maybe three. And then I get out of it for a few months. Yeah, And then just it kind of ebbs and flows. And now that I got Frank and brought the new dog home last week, yeah. it's kind of, I spent time hanging out with him instead of playing video games and doing That's good. shit, so it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely have my list of shit I have to get done before I can play yes. video games. Like, it is definitely like, yeah, I can't, it's not just something I do, yeah. it's I have, I have these other things, and if I don't get all, if I don't get those other things done, I just don't play, you know, video games, so it's not like a daily habit it's more like when i get all my other shit done and have a little time yeah I'm, I'm the same way because i can't enjoy it if there's shit i need to do yeah and i somehow get distracted <clears throat> sitting down playing a video game like i'm like half-assed playing it like i don't like i feel guilty almost like all right dude i should not be playing this fucking video game right now <laughs> right, i should be yeah. doing something way more productive yeah or you just know like if i don't get you know i have to get aka out before i can play like me right. playing video games and not getting aka out i just would feel so guilty doing it um every once in a while if i'm just tired it's like you know that dog would get out every day he's got some dude that that dog's i want to know what his hrv score is just try putting the fucking morpheus on him and see yeah. how it works out yeah he's, he dude, he's in insane shape it's a lifestyle it is so yeah he gets me out more than i get him out really but uh yeah so but that's my winter Thing, playing some video games and I mean I don't know getting out in the snow winter right. time's here buddy I know I hate the cold so much <laughs> I hate the cold I'm ready man I got my skis I know I gotta get them mounted up finishing up getting all the other gear I need I'm ready dude Kelly and I are already talking we're gonna plan a trip to San Diego and go hit up a bunch of fucking gyms right. at uh, some point like January February just you guys always usually do like the Wilson Escape the Winter. Yeah, you have usually to. like February ish, don't you? Yeah, February last year we went to yeah. Scottsdale. Yeah. But uh yeah, we have to. It gets crazy. Like none of us are cold weather like I'm not a cold weather guy. Kiel is from Hawaii. Obviously not a cold right, weather. yeah. So we're not like into the cold weather sports and all that stuff. So it's uh yeah, just thinking about it makes me sad <laughs> it's tough man like i love this valley living here but when you think about it i mean there's legitimate six months out of the year where it's there's it's fucking cold <sighs> i'm not all the time right but you're gonna have your cold days like we've definitely right. had cold days this month yep for sure right so if you just think about like okay what at what point do i start having to deal with uncomfortably cold days and you're looking at pretty much October through March. March. I was just counting in my head, counting on my hand there. Yeah, yeah, you will get some, you'll get cold nights and some not I didn't so mind the cold nights, it's the cold days. And not so nice days. Yeah, when once, once October hits, October yeah. up through March. Yep. Roughly. Yep. Then once once you get. And you got well, beautiful days in October, oh, yeah. end of November, and you know, in, in March it's definitely starting to get nice. So you get that that mix. But there are there's three months 
that are generally pretty fucking cold here mm-hmm. all, all the time, every day. December, and, January, and February. Yep, and then you got another three months where you're dealing with legitimately uncomfortably cold weather conditions uh, as well. And so six months out of the year, we're like, I got to deal with fucking cold. And I'm like, it's it's... It's, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely. I think, yeah, I think you need to move back to like fucking Michigan or Iowa or something. No, that's, for just for winter, or, you know, for for a year, just so you can be like, oh, I, this isn't that bad. I have spent a winter in Pennsylvania, <laughs> yeah, in Massachusetts. Go. But I think you're too far. removed. I've been through a nor'easter. I think you're too far removed from it. I think you forget. Like our weather here. I spent a winter in Telluride. We were, I was in Telluride for a few months just last year, year two years ago. So. No, no, no. I know. That's why uh, it's like I tell the young folks about their jobs. The point of a job is so that you realize that you don't want a fucking job. <laughs> right? The point of the job is not to work the fucking job and to, and to get job. a career going. The point of the job is for you to realize, like, oh, this sucks. I don't want a job. How do I not get a job? Or what do I do? How do I make a living without having to fucking work a job? And uh, that's the point of cold weather. You definitely got to go through the cold weather at some point but the point of cold weather is to teach you that you don't like cold weather and you need to figure out how to avoid it hmm. so that's one interpretation of it like don't get me wrong i really enjoy the summer and so you know spring and small like i like warm weather yeah but i like cold weather like i generally like i like cold weather it yeah. doesn't bother me it's not I, like no i know I, and it's, it's fine like saying like I know that it's, it's a personal preference right thing, so I'm not saying this is like a moral thing and like anyone who likes the cold is you know like Satan the, Satan and, <laughs> you know we're not trying to start Fuck a new God. religion about you know never winter right <laughs> but uh, um, no but for me personally I don't know what it is but especially as I get older and I hate saying that like it is tougher and tougher to deal with the cold like it gets there's days when I'm just it's uncomfortable like I just I can't get warm. There's just this like fucking chill that I can't get rid of, and it's uh, you know you end up like having to sit in fucking in front of space heaters or whatever just to get warm, and uh, <laughs> it's bullshit, man. I don't like it. There's something to do with getting older too, because there's this guy I know his name uh, older fella. The guy's like fucking eighty some years old, and I go over and help him out with his dog once a week or so. Yeah. And I sit down, the old, you know, lives by himself, you know, just, so he likes to talk, you know, I think he gets a little lonely. So I'll sit down and talk to him and he had intentions because he leaves every, he doesn't like hanging out here for the winter. I mean, he's, I think he was born and raised here. He's been in this valley for fucking 80 years now, Mm -hmm. but now that he's old and retired, he, him and his dog jump in his RV and they get the fuck out of Dodge for the winter time. And back a few weeks ago, when that cold weather was starting to come in, that was his intentions. He's like, all right, man, just letting you know I'm going to be gone for the season. He's like, it's about to, he's like, I think we're going to get our first frost this week. And my goal is to get out of town before that first frost. <laughs> and so he was scheduling his winter escape based on the first frost. And it was just, I started thinking, I was like, why is it so important that he gets out of town before there's a frost? But, you know, like you say, it gets, as you get older, it gets a little bit harder to deal with. Yeah, it's just fucking uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. So. He didn't make it. He ended up having to stick around because of medical issues. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. so, like, heat I do fine with. Like, I can, heat I don't have any problem with. I can go out and fucking deal with, you know, 100 plus degree heat uh, fine. And, you know, other people are not. Like, I definitely know, like, I operate better in the heat than the average person does. But... 
the flip side is, is I don't operate as well as the average person in the cold. Like I just, it's just not my thing. So, and I've tried, I've done the cold training. I've done the fucking cold showers. I've done all of it. But at a certain point, it's like, man, I'm, I, it's like mentally wearing, right? It just takes so much mental energy because like I'm not physically adapting. Like I'm not physically adapting to where it's not, you know, I don't even like to use the word uncomfortable, but just an uncomfortableness that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so, you, and it's just a mental fucking grind to get through. And that's not sustainable. Yeah. And you know, it's doing the cold showers or cryotherapy. It's not the same. That doesn't prepare you just to spend time outside in the cold. Yeah. It doesn't really. It's because it, it's a different thing. Like the only way to do it is you just got to f- spend time outside in the cold. Yeah. And, and just become one with it. Like, oh, this is it. This is the thing. You realize, oh, your hands are going to hurt sometimes. Your face is going to hurt. You yeah. Know, like you just, your toes might get cold. You learn how to negate it. You know, you get the proper gear and stuff. It's not so bad. But yeah, there's no substitute just for fucking doing it. And yeah. Just embracing it. If you're motivated, I mean, I used to get out in this shit all the time and ride. Like I rode all year round. Like I, I oh yeah. You I, can you can do that here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah it's you not can. pleasant. No, it's not. There's not. And and that was the joke. Is like, oh, you got to get out before the ground thaws. And it's like, yeah, that's because it's so fucking cold. The ground froze. Yeah. Right. Like so. But yeah, I used to get out and ride in the winter all the time. And uh, you know, we'd go out to Gateway. Uh, they got some like little canyon areas out there, and so we had like these little mini Red Bull Rampage lines that we would uh, ride. Because when it snows here, it's a little tough to ride in the snow. Like riding right. in the snow is not a shit ton of fun, and it's not great for your bike and all that. So, but out in Gateway, like the way wherever it sits, like it wouldn't catch as much snow, and so you could find some ridge lines that wouldn't uh, have snow on them. So we'd go out there and and ride. That was our winter getaway. Um, but yeah, man. So it's, you know, I, I I know exactly what you mean. When you're getting out and you're dealing with it on a consistent basis, and you're motivated to be dealing with it on a consistent basis, then there's definitely some some adaptations that happen with it. But uh, yeah, I just I don't ride in the winter as much, so I'm just yeah, not getting out. And- riding a bike in the winter time is a different thing too. I used to when I worked at the sheriff's department, I used to ride my bike to work. That's right, religiously. And it was from my house to where I had to go was like five or six mile ride. And, you know, just on the road, easy ride, but all year round, I didn't give a fuck. And you, the amount of preparation you have to do to get geared up enough to stay warm and tolerable on the ride. Oh, yeah. When it's, cause I had, I'd have to be to work at six o'clock in the morning. So I'd leave my house at 5 a.m. And it didn't take you that long to ride. It's only, you know, five, six miles. But in the winter, it's more difficult. And yeah, dude, like, your toes get cold as shit, you know, your hands, but you don't want gloves that are too warm because then your hands start sweating. So you got to just, you got to get the right layers on because if you start sweating, then you're fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. So yep. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. So That's you got to be motivated, motivated, man. Yeah. That's one thing like that, that Atomic Habits book that like, kind of made fresh in my mind again is like friction and that concept of friction and like, you know, you, you have to be motivated to overcome friction in order to achieve something and so uh if you you can just see like things that you used to be motivated to do and it was like oh there's no problem like i've talked about before like how uh, i used to go ride uh the um you know ski lift shit over the summer and i just do day trips so i drive to keystone 
ride and drive back and you know keystone's three and a half a three hour drive yeah man. man so that's like fucking six seven hours of driving and i'm riding for you know six plus hours and it was just not a thing not a thing i would just do it and for whatever reason now the thought of doing it is uh oh god it's, it's daunting it's daunting it's like okay i mean i could do it for sure if i was motivated but again i have to be motivated i have to have like you know, somebody come and be like, dude, you know, we're going to go do blah, 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 blah. But like for me to just be like, I used to just do it a couple times a, a season just because, you know, I could, you know, I had, I, I just be like, oh, what am I doing this week? Oh, I got this day. Let's fucking go. And if I could rally somebody, great. If not, I just fucking do it. But uh, yeah, but now I'm motivated to, you know, jujitsu shit. I'm like, we're about to drive to Salt Lake City to go to a fucking tournament. And I'm not even in, you know, <laughs> but uh I'm just the manager. You guys leaving Friday? Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. I know I see myself as the, like, Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart. Nice. Famous manager, right? Some people make Maybe, their... That's a pretty cool reference. I haven't thought about him in a long time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Did he always, he had, like, a jacket on that had hearts on it, right? Heart, man, he had, it was always Garrett's. It would, yeah, hearts or, like, if you man. He didn't have a standard jacket? For some no. reason, I thought he had a standard jacket. I mean, he kind of had a standard-ish jacket, but dude, he would, like, when he was managing Hulk Hogan, he'd come out with, like, fucking Hulk Hogan's face on his jacket. But it was always, right, like, right. garish, man. It was always just super bright. He had a serious mullet, super, if I remember yep, right. Serious mullet, the megaphone. Yep. And, he'd have, and the megaphone would usually be, like, you know, coordinated with his outfit. Like, just totally over the top. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was a good reference. Days, I haven't man. talked about that guy in a long time. No. <laughs> 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 fucking love that, dude. That was probably one of the better... Better managers out there. I thought he usually managed like the bad guys, the heels. He was, yeah. He didn't really get involved too much with the. Uh, but you know, there was a time he was in WCW and Hulk Hogan was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And he, he was, was kind of a heel, guy. yeah. He was a heel in WCW. I forgot about that. So yeah, he would uh, every once in a while he would you know flip flop sides, but you always knew. You always knew where Jimmy's loyalties lie, and they were on the <laughs> wrong side of the line. Like he may come over to the light side for a little while, but you always knew that something was gonna call him back and he was gonna end up fucking managing the uh, the bad guy at some I wonder point how that again. fucking guy ended up with that gig. You know, because you see how these big wrestlers, you know, get that gig because they're giant fucking human beings and they're athletic. Yeah. And so it's a good fit. How did that happen? There was a few random guys like that. I remember there was him, and then there was... Who was the guy that managed The Undertaker? Remember that creepy dude? Paul Bear. The Paul Bear. There you go. Paul Bear. There was a few of those fuckers floating around in there. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Bear and... Uh, you remember one of the original... Like, probably not original, but the first one I remember was Miss Elizabeth. Oh, the Million Dollar Man. No, 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 no. That she was... Uh, Miss Elizabeth was Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Like, she... She was the... The... Because she managed Macho Man, and they were actually married, I think, in real life, or I think, and uh, could be wrong, but that was the, she was his manager, but that was the tension, is like, she started, like, getting involved with Hogan, and so that was, like, why Macho Man and Hogan, like, hated each other, like, one of the original reasons was over Miss Elizabeth, and so, yeah, she was the, you know... The manager coming out to the ring in her freaking prom dress all the time. Was she? Like, I thought she was just like an arm candy thing. I didn't think she was like it played the manager role. I mean, that's what she. Did. Yeah, she was the manager, right? Yeah. Manager, I can, but man, I, for some reason, my memory puts her with the million dollar man. Remember that guy? Oh, Ted DiBiase. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ted. Yeah. We well, had Virgil. He had his valet. 
Remember the black dude in the valet outfit? The sleeveless fucking valet outfit? Yes, I outfit? do. Yep, yep, I do. He had Virgil. That it's was funny his, you remember uh, his name. What was his name? Ted Di- Ted DiBiase. The million dollar man. Yeah. He I couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to come up with that name. He uh, he came up with his own belt, the million dollar belt. Yep. yep. He, couldn't, he couldn't secure one of the regular belts. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was some fun shit, man. I'm trying to remember if there were any other... I mean, there were... You have your, uh, man, those are kind of the big managers. Jimmy Mouth of the South, Hart, like, I think he was. He was, like, the big one that I remember. Yeah, I think he was the top one. So. Anyways, man, this conversation's been all over the place. All over the place. But anyways, I think you get that gig because you want to be a wrestler, but you're not big enough, but you can talk. So. Or, uh, so remember uh, um, Diamond Dallas Page? He's been, he, he told a story on uh, Rogan's podcast about how he got involved with wrestling because he didn't get involved with it until he was like in his late 30s. That's right. And so he kind of got involved in the back door, but it was like they, one of the things that they offered him to get involved was being a manager because they assumed like him being that old that his way in was going to be more on the manager side than actually the wrestler side. And so, uh, so yeah, I figure that's kind of how it works. You know, you get involved in the business and they realize for one reason or another, you're, you're better at flapping your jaws than you are at actually Body doing the, the wrestling shit. So they'll find a, a use for you for sure. Oh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yes. Bobby the Brain. Holy what? shit. Bobby the Brain. Was he like a blonde headed guy? Yes. Yes. Who did he manage? I can oh, he managed everyone. He managed Andre the Giant, and uh, that was his big one. He was managing Andre the Giant during WrestleMania two or whatever, like when Hulk Hogan and him wrestled, and Hogan did the famous, you know, body slammed him. And when you body slammed Andre the Giant, yeah, 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 I, can, yeah. I can picture that. Yeah, 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 Bobby the Brain. He didn't pick him up very far, but he picked yeah, him up. They got him off the ground. They got him off the ground. Yeah, right? yeah, and uh, he was more. He did a lot of commentating too. So he was like a commentator slash manager, but he was definitely one of the the top. Bobby the Bobby Brain. The brain Dude, you got some fucking man. wrestling knowledge stored up in that head. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Dude, I grew up watching that shit, man. I, I yeah, and we loved it. It was, again, back during the days when you didn't know, oh, bodybuilders are natural and wrestling's real. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's, that's what we... It's so ridiculous to think that that was a thing. <laughs> Like there was a time when those two statements you just made were people would debate them. Yep. And you would find and the bodybuilders and wrestlers would fucking be like, no, yeah, they would get pissed off if you accused them of otherwise. Like you could not fucking hilarious. Yeah. But that's the world we grew up in, man. Bodybuilding, (laughs) bodybuilders were natural and wrestling was real. That is. So it's so ridiculous to think about. Yeah. You feel like such an idiot. Like really? Like as a whole, like society was just like that dumb that that went down well again you know there's no internet right so there's no i'm sure society as a whole wasn't that dumb but uh you know us as kids with access to no you know our, our our bubble of influence was pretty tiny right you know you don't know i mean again your your bubble of influence around you is like well my friends think this and my 
parents shrug their shoulders and you know they don't know and they, they tell me it's or they, it's like no my parents think it's fake but that's how i know it's real because my parents wouldn't know parents wouldn't don't. know anything they say is fucking wrong <laughs> so yeah when that's your world and you can't just pull out your phone and go hey google is wrestling real and uh have it fucking i wonder what alexa would say to that question i don't know you should ask it ask her i'm gonna ask google ask her we'll see hold on i gotta turn off my fucking airplane mode and find out if it'll answer me here. Hey Google, is pro wrestling real? I found this on the web. Uh, no, it just found <laughs> the Wikipedia article. A top article that says it's fake. All right. <laughs> so. All right. In case we were wondering. Yeah. Anyways, I'm very disappointed in Google's. Uh, assistant ability to what do they call it that. Google Assistant yeah same thing with Siri that's the thing that cracks me up half time Siri just takes you to Google yep. I found this on the web this Google result it's like well go straight to Google I'm just gonna go to Google there's certain things if you know how to use Siri if you know how to manipulate her properly right there's certain things you can do that are pretty nice yeah they are I'm sure but that's the thing man we're you know worried about AI taking over the world and it's like dude we've got like you know, reasonably functional voice recognition shit going on here. And we still can't get a decent answer from this artificial intelligence that, you know, whatever it is. So, um, anyways, I don't think Terminator's right around the corner. Speaking of that, have you seen the commercial for the latest Terminator come I out? I have, yeah. It looks kind of cool, I'm not going to lie. It looks better. Yeah. It looks a notch above the latest Rambo. Oh, you think so, huh? Yeah, the latest Rainbow looked bad, dude. Yeah. I don't think I could bring myself to watch that. Yeah, the previews. I felt like you saw like everything you needed to see in the previews. For what, Rambo? Or yeah, the Rambo, Rambo one. Rambo. Like, you know what's going on. At least with the Terminator, you're, there's still a little like, okay, what's the storyline exactly and how does it shake out? Mm -hmm. Rambo, you know exactly what's going on. Oh, some dudes <laughs> kidnapped his niece, so he's got to get him back. And, you know, there's going to be a moment where it looks like they're going to get him and he's going to have to, like, overcome and then he's going to kill all of them. And, you know, he might die in the end. I don't know. You know, it's his last one. But uh, so there's I haven't seen it, but I'm going to assume that's how it goes down. That's how much it's pretty accurate. But yeah, this new one's interesting because they got the Terminator that's hunting uh, whoever it is this time. Uh, and then you've got the Terminator that's come back to protect her. But then you got the return of the Terminator. Arnold's in it somehow. Arnold's in it somehow. And Sarah. Yep. Sarah Connor makes fucking comeback. So how exactly that all plays out will be could be interesting. I'd check it out. Yeah, that one I can see myself checking that one out. Yeah. It looks kinda cool. Yeah. There's enough shit going on, things blowing up, people getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny, man. Terminator is always like uh, one of those original girl power movies, man. Sarah Connor was she fucking kicked ass yep. from like you know Terminator 1 she's finding herself but from Terminator 2 and Terminator 3 like she was a fucking she was the force to be reckoned with I, dude, I can't remember many of them I remember Terminator 2 pretty good 1 and 2 were cool I think I I think I remember seeing 3 and I like checked out like yeah yeah I can't follow this one like I'm, I'm over it which one was 3 was the one with the one the guy that turned into liquid Right? No, that was two, wasn't it? Was that two? I think that was two. With the, like the cop, like I can picture that one scene. Like the cop Terminator, the bad guy, and he, nah, he turns into like was. that silver liquid yeah. scene. Yeah. I think that, I'm pretty sure that was two. 
Okay. See, I couldn't even pull a scene out of my ass from three or however many there is. See, I thought that was three. All right, I'm off now. There's been a bunch of them, too. Huh. Hey, Google. I don't know. Terminator 2. Terminator 2, Judgment Day is a 2017 movie directed by James Cameron, starring Edward Furlong, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Linda Hamilton. All right, 2017 you. movie? That's, That's not right. It's like That's fucking, fucking wrong. No, no, it's another... So, yeah, okay. The shapeshift, it was Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. The shapeshifting T-1000... Yes, that's what it is. ...is sent back, but the revamped T-800 is sent back to protect the boy. <laughs> that's right. Dude, that's such a good movie. That, that, was, was, that was a good one. That, that was, was the best a good one. one, man. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Like I said, if I, if I remember right, I that one was cool as shit. The one yeah. and two were cool. Then I think I made it through the third one, and I don't even—I didn't like it enough, and I don't even know what happened after that. I mean, yeah, they made—they've made a few of them since then. What the fuck is Terminator? Hey Google, <laughs> Terminator Three. I can't even picture that. I can't even picture it. Uh-huh. I'm fucking curious now. Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines is a 2003 mm. movie directed by Jonathan Mostow, starring Christina Loken, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Nick Stahl. No idea. No I don't know if I saw it. See. Yeah, no good. What's All right, fuck it. Yeah, after two, you know it's uh, um, and like the Terminator, like Terminator One and Terminator Two, are kind of similar, like the Mad Max mm-hmm. series, like because we were, like the original Mad Max came on yesterday and we were watching it, and it's like the original Mad Max is almost nothing like the rest of the series, and uh, yeah, it was it the it set up these other characters it's almost like they didn't necessarily have that intention in mind but that first movie created the potential for these characters that they capitalized on and uh because i don't think when they made the original terminator that they were envisioning setting up terminator 2 you know like terminator did such a great job of creating a universe that they were able to be like, fuck, man, we can capitalize. Like, th- it's make su- some money on this. Yes, this is such a great story. It's such a great world that this movie's created, but it wasn't created with that in mind. That's why, like, the production value, like, you can tell, like, it's not the same level. Same thing with Mad Max. Like, Mad Max was an Australian movie. Was it? Yeah. The original Mad Max was an Australian movie. That's why they all talk so funny. And that's why the fucking rest of them are set in, like, Australia, huh? Because yeah, they were. It was. I mean, I could be wrong, but it was filmed in Australia. I know it had something to do. It wasn't like a an American, like full on American. Man, flick. I didn't. I don't even remember them having an accent talking funny. No, yeah, they all did, man. Did they? Yeah, it's been even Mel Gibson. So long, did he? Had him a little Australian accent. Well, he is it, He's Australian. Isn't he? No, I'm thinking Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's Australian, right? Yeah, because he's the dude in Gladiator. Right. Right? Yeah. I think he's Australian. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, it's uh same thing, though. Like, that movie created such an interesting universe and such an interesting character that they were able to, like, spin off these other movies. But when you go back to the original one, you're almost like, wait a minute. How'd they get to here? Huh? This is, you know, I see the thread, but it, you can tell it's definitely not. Because movies today, they're coming out, it's like, they know, like, this is going to be the first one and the second one. And they got these things in mind, like you know Star Wars comes out and it's like they know it's a fucking trilogy you know ahead of time what's going on here so 
the the newer Mad Max that came out probably four or five years ago, whatever that was it was. So good. That was good. It's fucking that awesome. was fucking badass. Did you see it in the theater? No, I didn't. No, yeah, no. three the three D like experience in the theater was, was it pretty, pretty fucking good. Yeah, I was one. Uh, God, what? I think I went and saw it, and then um, Kelly and I were going to see a movie, and we didn't know what we were going to see, and she was kind of pushing to go see. San Andreas, like the one with the rock, like with the earthquake one. Yeah, the earthquake one. And uh, and I was like, man, I think you're gonna like Mad Max. And she wasn't too sure about it. And I remember, like, you know, ten minutes into the movie, uh, I was like, oh man, I don't know, she might not like this. And but she ended up like really digging it, and she it's like one of her favorite movies. But. Uh, yeah, it was a really good one. That's and cool. and it's all, uh, the fact that it was all real. Like yeah. those cars and shit, they actually made those goddamn cars. It was not CGI. Well, it was a bunch of CGI no. shit. No, they're out there in the desert driving those fucking crazy vehicles around, man. It was... Um, fucking like doing a violent Burning Man version. Yes, yes. That's commitment. So yeah. I can appreciate that. Hell yeah. So, but anyways. Anyway. Good movies. Getting Shiloh into some of the classic horror. Films. How yeah? How's that going? Good. We watched Leprechaun Four the other day. <laughs> I, I couldn't get to see it. <laughs> it sounds stupid. It's so stupid. We've seen uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We've seen part of that. I, I, I know they're not. It's funny. Killer like almost mad at me at this point because. Like, technically, these are horror movies. Yeah, but they're not. They're not like your scream. They're not or, giving you nightmares. Right, yeah. They're not, uh, um, yeah, not now. I mean, at one point in time, they'd give somebody, you know, scary shit. But uh, what else are we watching? Um, Ghoulies? Like, the fuck? I don't know. Just another, like, stupid old horror movie. Um, the problem is, is I got to find, we got to get one... Because you can find like the decent ones. Like we watched Friday the 13th Part 3, mm-hmm. but it was edited for television. That's so thing. I know. It's a totally different thing. Yeah. So I got to get – we just got to get one. I, I, do, I don't know which one to do though. I, I don't know it. what is the good one to do for her first. Yeah, because you got to find one that's you know appropriate for a kid too. Because a lot of times horror movies will they'll have some like sex scenes. Or new that's the problem. Scene. You got to find the right one. Right? Yes. I, I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> there, I think there's this one, if I remember right, being pretty creepy. And I don't think there was anything sexual in it. I'd have to go back and check it again. But called, I think it's called The Ring. Yeah. It was pretty good. I remember, I mean, it came out, I remember watching it at home 15 years ago. I mean, right. So it's, I don't know if it holds up. But I remember it was one of those nights, like, I watched it at home by myself. And I was, like, a little fucked up. Like, a little, <laughs> a little creeped out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was called The Ring. Huh. Might be a good one. See, but like the again, modern I don't know yeah. if it holds up. Is... I'm sure. It probably does. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know like any of the real like more modern horror flicks because Kelly does not like horror movies. Right. That's why she's she's like, these are not horror movies because I can stay in the room and watch them. And that's her barometer. Like if she can stay in the room, then they're not it's really not, a horror it's movie. Not scary. And uh, so I'm like, I don't know. I haven't seen any of the Saw movies. I haven't seen any of the Those fucking... Those are just violent, dude. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Yeah, that, that's the... They're just gross When you violent. say horror movies, there's such... You have on one hand these campy, B-rated movies like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And then you've got like the fucking Rob Zombie, let's just see how... Violent, just so Violent gross. and over-the-top and gross you can get. Right. And, and they're all horror movies. 
right? So that's the there's so many so places so many places you can go yeah so when it's like i want to watch a horror movie it's like okay like i got to find somewhere on the spectrum that is going to be a good fit for you and so again like me not knowing a lot of the 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 current uh horror movies like like i know saw is just you know one of those ones it's the first saw i mean it's pretty gross but i mean they got really carried away as they went on with sequels the first one is disturbing but it's pretty creepy. It, yeah. That might be a good one. You know, I think, what's that one with, I think Brad Pitt and oh, maybe seven? Morgan. Yeah, Seven. What about that one? That's a, yeah. Is that a horror movie? Would you call that a horror thriller, movie? Thriller, suspenseful thriller. Like, I'd say that's more of like a suspense thriller than yeah. like a true horror that's movie. It's not a true horror movie. No. But it's enough to fuck you up. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> a good one. That was a mental, uh-huh. uh, for, screw, for sure, man. That yep. was a screw job. Um... Yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll get her, we'll get her set up. I think. I mean, even like, you know, the original Halloween or something like that. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't think she needs to be. I like to ease her into it. I don't want to have like something too over the top, violent. And then, like I said, you sprinkle in. Cause man, I remember like half the reason to watch the Friday the Thirteenth movies was the potential to see a nipple. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> you know? almost, almost always going to be some naked chick getting murdered in the yes. shower or something. Almost, something always. Yeah, it's always like teenage. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah sexual tension. Yep. It's just like the they go. It's, it's part of it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to navigate all those uh, realms. Which again, I don't have a problem with them, but it's just you know I have to watch this with my fourteen year old daughter, right? And so. You know, she, yeah, she knows that there's nipples and she knows what's going on, but I still have to, you know, be in, it's just, be, be uncomfortable. Parent. Right, yeah. Right, well, that too, and it's just, it's uncomfortable, yeah. you know? So, uh, you got to navigate those things, so we'll figure it out. There's a lot of time involved to do that, because then you got to kind of screen them first, like, all right, let's... Yeah, that's why I'm trying to think back to, like, what I, you know, the, the horror movies from when we, were, when we were kids, which were fucking, you know, great. I mean, dude, the... the Friday Thirteenth and the Nightmare on Elm Streets, like those are good horror movies, man. Like, but again, they were for what they are compared to like today. It's it's a different thing, and so uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And so I'm pretty sure the the ring might be a good one because I that one sticks in my head because I remember the first time I rented it because this was back when you'd go to Family Video and rent the fucking DVD. Yeah. Right? Somehow, I, I get home, I put this thing in my DVD player, and I remember this specifically. I had grabbed the Japanese version. It was all in fucking Japanese, so I watched the whole scary movie in subtitles. Yes! And it was still good. It was good enough to where I remember I, I went and watched the US version, the English version. But I, I still remember being mad about that, because I, I was like, this is all in fucking Japanese. Like, I was mad, but it was still good. Hmm. Still pretty creepy. Okay. I'm not well, even sure why that was an option at my video store back in Flint, Michigan. Why I was able to rent the Japanese version on the shelf. I was pissed. <laughs> Obviously. Joke's on you. Yeah, 20 years later, I'm still some pissed fucking, about it. Uh, clerk was having some fun. Yep. It's like, yeah. They'll never know until they get home and pop it in. And they'll be too late. It's too late. <laughs> They're sitting down with their snacks ready to watch a movie. And they're like, fuck, I'm not going back to the store now. Oh, I have to read. That's a problem though if they can't read. Then you just... Learn Japanese real quick. <laughs> I don't think it's a language you can learn real quick. No, no, it's a little committed from what I understand. So, anyways. Anyways. Well, shoots, man.
You got any jujitsu related conversation? Man, I don't have a whole <laughs> whole ton of jujitsu conversation. Have you seen the little like Lachlan Giles? Is that how you say it? Lachlan Giles. Giles Lachlan Giles and uh, um, oh fuck, Gordon. Um, Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan. Like their little online talking tip, shit to talking each other. Shit no. and like, because I guess apparently when in their match uh, at ADCC. Um, you know, there was a point where the leg entanglement that it looked like Lachlan might actually have the better position. Not that he was like, right, you know, in a position to finish, but he was actually in a better position, like kind of winning the fucking leg lock battle. And of course, you know, Gordon being the leg lock king, uh, you know, it was like, nah, that didn't happen and all this shit. So they gotten, they're going to. Gordon threw out like having like a leg lock only, submission only, no time limit match to see who is like the leg lock master. Um, and he was going to put up like 500,000 of his own money. And Lachlan only had to put up like five grand of his money, like something ridiculous. And so, yeah, that's been like the, the post ADCC uh, drama is uh, Gordon him talking shit so hmm. that fucker's got 500 g's laying around just to gamble it like that or is he just talking shit that's what i want to well know. i mean nobody's lachlan's like let's do it you know let's go for it and uh again maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm adding an extra zero but i seem to remember being like a ridiculous amount of money and maybe 50 grand yeah that's the thing that sticks out in my head is that fuck that guy's got 500 g's just laying around well again man if you're just like talking shit and you don't ever really plan on putting the money up you may as well say 1.5 million you know it's (laughs) like it's all pretend money anyways speaking of jiu-jitsu fighting did you see damian maya strangled yeah aspirin yeah i didn't see the i didn't see it but i saw that it happened i read about it i watched some highlights Dude, it looked like a good fight. I didn't see the whole fight, but yeah, there was some good back and forths. At least and, went to the third round this time. Yeah, and I didn't see. I mean, there was some really good transitions. There was one. I don't know what round it was, but to where Damian like ended up going for like an omoplata, hit him with the sweep, hit him with an omoplata sweep because Ben had to kind of secede to the sweep or he's going to get a shoulder lock. Mm-hmm. So then he ended up in mount, and they had some really good grappling exchanges. But they ended up taking his back and strangling him. Nice. And I saw it led, he was like, he had the body triangle on Askren with Askren face down. And mm. so, dude, you know how uncomfortable that is. Like, he was uh, on his back, Superman in the mouth. You know what I mean? We got the, the hips flat. So with, the, yeah. with the body triangle. Oh, yeah. And you, dude, that is, I mean, that'll fucking make you tap right there. Yeah. But then he ended up just kind of turning and then strangling him. Yeah. Choked him unconscious. But, huh. Dude, Ben is just not fucking living up to the. I, I, I have to admit, man, I was on the Askren hype train. Yeah, like, I was all all aboard, and he's not living up to the hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I, that was my first thought: is like, man, this is just not. Um, he's definitely not on a collision course with Khabib. No, no <laughs> you know, wants, like no one wants to see no, that. No, like he, Khabib would be like, "What? This motherfucker's not fighting me." No, yeah, that, that he was, doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't I mean, we've talked about it before. It's interesting. Was it just, you know, the level of competition that he was going up against was that much different or like, is he just kind of, his times just kind of passed him? Uh, I, I think a, a lot bit? of it is, you know, cause he was fighting over in Wuhan, so over in China. 
I just think the level of wrestling over there is not near what it is here. Yeah. And or even so, when he was in Bellator. You, yeah, I just don't think it's. I mean, even you call them the low level wrestlers in the UFC nowadays are good fucking wrestlers. Yeah. And so his one ace in the hole is not that far above everybody else's. Yeah. And his striking nowhere near makes up for it. Like his, I was, I'm watching some of these highlights from this last fight. Like his, dude, he, he's put very little effort into a strike, you know, it looks like. He just kind of swings enough to get in and try to get an upper body clinch. And then sometimes he shoots. Yeah. And it's just, it's yeah. not going to fly in the UFC, obviously. No, it's not, man. it's not working out for him. No. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with him if he keeps. Keeps getting fucked up. Yeah, I mean, at some point, it's, yeah, is he going to adjust or is he just like. Because it seems, like, I hate to say it, but, like, I could be totally wrong, but he, because he has other shit going on. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that it seems like to me, is he's just not... He's not 100% in. No. Like, I don't know why I feel that way, but there's just something about, there's just a feeling that I get from when I, you know, see him and, and he talk or whatever. They're like, yeah, like you said, he's just, he's 99.9, .9, but, you know, that, you got to be 100 Fucking intent, right? It's like you need more than hundred yeah, percent. I, I kind of get that vibe too. It's like he's doing it because he's a competitor. I mean, he's been a competitor his entire life. Yeah, and it's a way to make a paycheck. But you, you do kind of get that impression. Like he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he really needs it. Like he's got whether he's got his wrestling schools and his camps and stuff. Yeah, maybe. and that that's where like that's what he does. Fighting the UFC is you know a good way to make a paycheck, and if he he likes to compete and you know challenge himself. Yeah, and but it keeps his name out there. Right. But at a certain point, it's like, well, when does this start like not being good for your name? You know, that, that's why I'm saying, like, does he kind of like, I kind of get the impression, like, if he's not able to turn it around, like, you know, just like walk away. Yeah. Uh, cut like, your losses. And yeah, like, cut your losses it. and walk away. Yeah. He just, yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm just, I'm talking totally out my ass about someone I've never met and uh, just <laughs> it's pure good speculation. speculation. No, fucking, that's what we do on here. Yeah. We're not a professional outfit. Not, yeah. But it gets tough, man. It, it's, fuck, he was, you know, he was a high level wrestler for, well, he, he went to the Olympics, right? Yeah. Pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're thinking he's, he wrestled since fucking grade school, right? Through, goes to college, goes to the Olympics. He's been fighting. It's like, I just know myself, like, again, like, I was just kind of talking about, like, dealing with the cold for mountain biking. It's like, you hate to say it, but at a certain point, the motivation, it changes. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's accomplished so much, and, and there are other things going on, and so it's like, it's hard to have that same drive drive that, that drove you to that same level and uh, to sustain it, and it's like, it's hard. It's like the rare dude who can do it. And they're almost like sociopaths, like Michael Jordan. Yep. You know, like it's uh, so. But anyways, yeah, it's it's interesting to watch, man. The the the, min, the mindset and stuff that goes into athletes and shit. Like that's why I like sports so much, is because it's one, it tends to be more positive than your regular news, and uh, two, it's like it, that human drama. You know, and you can you can almost you can empathize with people. Because you, yeah, it's you forget that they are just people. Yeah, they're, they're humans, so they're having the same mental battles we all are. Yeah, just you know, different shit in life. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. You you forget that, and then when you sit back and think about that, like, oh yeah, like yeah, he's got to deal with the same shit that 
everybody, you know, you're fucking listening to this. I mean, you know, you, you, you deal with having to overcome the friction of, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, your job and all that stuff to go in and train and everybody thought, you know, on some level has to deal with it. And it's like for some people, I mean, there's a lot of people who wouldn't be able to overcome the amount of friction that you do mm-hmm. and it, it would stop them, right? They wouldn't be able to overcome it. It's like, there's just a certain level of, of, uh, like, you know, dedication and motivation that you need to do it. And it's not right or wrong. It's just, there's only so much motivation and, and energy you can put into so many things. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's not wrong. Like there's different seasons in people's lives. Yeah. We've talked about it, right? Like losing, losing training partner sucks. It's one thing if you lose a training partner because they just quit, right? It's another thing if you lose a training partner because like it's just a different season of their life. You know, they're, they got different priorities at the moment and that's what they're focusing on or they found something else that they enjoy more. And so, man, same thing with athletes, right? Like Ben Askren. It's like, dude, if he's found something that he enjoys more, like coaching or whatever, he, he enjoys that. And he gets fucking joy from that. It's like, you know, there's just, they're, they're in the fight game. And I mean, really, like, you know, jujitsu kind of like butts up against it too. There's just this mindset of like, don't be a pussy. You know, like you should always be ready to fight 100% and grind and do whatever it takes. And, and so and it's hard to admit when that time's come yeah because, because that ego and yep. you don't want to be a pussy and you got all these people judging you who yep. don't fucking know oh, what he it's quit. like he fucking quit yeah all yeah. these 20 year old whatever who yeah. are like oh you know if I was in his shoes I'd be fucking doing this and it's like man give yourself a few years man see what it's like yeah so but uh yeah man it's seasons it's just like dogs right sometimes you find yourself in the wrong season and you gotta change so yeah. It's, uh, anyways, 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 there's my advice to Ben Askren. So, <laughs> <laughs> Back to, that's what we need to have a uh, unsolicited, unsolicited advice, advice section. section of this podcast. This unsolicited advice is for, it's brought to you by, <laughs> we just pick someone out every episode, every episode, just, just completely how- over our head. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Tell them how they need to straighten their fucking life out. That's right. <laughs> That's right. This is where you're fucking up, man. This we should just start a you. new podcast called Unsolicited Advice. Just a short little... That's all it is. We don't get on and do this random fucking conversation and bull talk, bullshit talk. We just get on, give our unsolicited advice to some random person. This week's advice goes to this person. We can do it to people in our lives. <laughs> we can do it to... Yeah. Random people like Ben Ashman we've never met. Right. We might be onto something. Might be onto something. That'd be kind of funny. It would be kind of funny. Unsolicited advice. Robin James. Someone's going to steal that idea. Damn it. I know. You got to secure the URL. Quit. We'll do it real quick. Okay. Well, they got a week before the podcast comes out. So. We're all right. That's the thing. You don't want to be like fucking CMU and come out with the name of the new name of your university before you secure the the URL for it. Why? What happened there? Oh, they, because uh, you remember, we used to be Mesa State. Right. Right. And and so then they changed it to Colorado Mesa, Mesa University. University. Yep. And so and then there was the whole, like, you know, the, the changeover, right? right? And they came out with a new name. They they uh, revealed their name, what the new name was going to be, because it was all these different, like, oh, what, is it going to be this or this or this? And it's like, okay, the official new name is, and they had the unveiling, Colorado Mesa University. And one of the students there, 
went and checked and nobody had the URL. Nobody had bought Colorado Mesa University.com or whatever it was. And so uh, he did. And yeah, apparently like they got real fucking pissed at him and like strong armed him into giving it up. Oh, he couldn't. He didn't, he didn't sell it to him to make no, sure. no, huh? They didn't want to. They felt like he was like you know blackmailing them or whatever. That's just a good business move. Good business move, man. You fucked up. Man. It's not. I think he ended up getting like a free semester oh, tuition out of the deal. Free, you know, free four years. Man, they were threat. Again, this is years ago, and I'm going off like second happened. or third hand information. Mm-hmm. But like, from my understanding, was they got you know because man, they needed that URL. You, you right. know what I mean? Like they needed it. They were in a position to where, like they they fucked up. They had to get it, and he was in a position where he could, like, no oh, man, you know, Pay five up. grand, ten grand, twenty yeah. grand, whatever it is. And you know, and again, like they don't want to. That makes that's such a bad look that they got to pay twenty grand. Why is that to some bad, student? I, I don't understand why it's a bad look. But, but it is. You look like a dumbass. You look like. Where's the twenty grand come from? How are you explaining right. this to your to your budget people or your right. alumni? Like, oh yeah, we had to put out twenty grand to buy this URL because we didn't fucking secure it for eight bucks <laughs> before we actually announced to the world what our new name was going to be. And uh, so yeah, they were threatening to expel them and. That's and, crazy. Yeah, they really like kind of strong armed him a little bit, and so he ended up negotiating like a free semester in exchange for the uh, for giving him the rights to the. Yeah, at least he got something out of it. Well, you know that whole yeah. scene's kind of weird too, uh, because you know their initials CMU Colorado Mason University, dude. There is a Central Michigan University, mm-hmm. same initials CMU, with almost the same fucking color scheme. Mm-hmm. If you if you go online and look up Central Michigan University, look at their school colors. And look at Colorado Mesa's colors, dude. It is goddamn close to being. It's not. It's probably not identical. I'm, no. not, I'm not a color expert. But did they change their colors? I think they were still. I think they. It's pretty kept the same colors. It's really similar to when Central they changed Michigan. from Mesa State. Yeah. It, it's really similar to Central yeah. Michigan's colors. So it's probably just a coincidence. Yeah. It'd be one thing if they changed the name and and they changed their colors and they changed their mascot to the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what the mascot here. situation is, but so yeah. But uh, anyways, well, good for him. I, I thought I, I had your same reaction. I was like, why would you get upset at this kid? This is yeah, good business. This is this is buy tiny. low, sell high. Fuck yeah. This is capitalism, right? Like this is what you want to be encouraging for right. kids and teaching kids, but not at a university because that's not what they're there to teach kids how to do. They're teaching them how to how to think. You know, like good socialists. Cog in the machine. Cog in the machine and be a fucking socialist. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you know, that is your and and if you're if you're a good socialist, then you don't try to profit off of that thing. You know what I mean? Like this is the you know you trying to profit off of this means that you're being a capitalist. So we can't encourage that. So, anyways, I yeah, that was so funny. I'm like, what? It's such a, a idiotic move to do and you know people are getting paid right like and, and it's like how did nowhere on the checklist well yeah why wasn't that taken care of no check no no nowhere on the checklist goes okay we should look up the url and uh <laughs> seems like that. that would have been pretty early in the process you would think so man but dude you know this is weird there's something in the air water whatever around here yeah. there's definitely not the uh i wouldn't say our average iq is like 
the highest in Colorado. <laughs> you're, you're pro, this valley is a little strange yeah. in that regard. Yeah. So I love it, except when it's cold. But yeah, you definitely have some interactions with some people that you're wondering, like, were your parents related before they were married? <laughs> Dude, I see that all the time. Almost daily I run across somebody like that. Like, And you can tell pretty early on I'm talking to them, like, all right, I see what the deal is here. Yeah, pretty early. So, well, cool, man. Got any other jiu-jitsu no, shit? Not, nothing really, man. I don't know what the fuck. I think I got nothing really worth talking about. We can save the next. Oh, what are we going to do for next week, man? You guys are going to be out of town. I don't know. We're going to record. I'm not sure. I was thinking about that. We'll have We're to sort have that to, out. We will have to figure that one out. See if I had any. Oh, that's, dude. I had one stupid little bro science thing that I thought you would appreciate. Okay. Cold water immersion led to better isometric strength gains. So they basically like had you do isometric strength training and then immersed your, you were doing like shit for the legs, like forget what it was exactly. Then they immersed the lower body in, you know, either cold water or warm water or the control was nothing. And the cold water immersion for some reason resulted in better isometric strength gains uh, than the... Warm water, warm water or not. So, I'm not. I don't know what that means. It's interesting though. Like the cold water plunge after an isometric training session could have some different uh, applications. That's not what that study saying though, right? What is it? What do you mean? It's well. What is this, the study saying that it was like they. Uh, dunked them in cold water. They did some isometric training. Yep. They dunked them in cold water. Yeah. And then had them repeat the test. Well, no, it was over the course. It wasn't. It wasn't an immediate. Oh, it, it was over the course of the oh, study. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like yeah, you you did it cold water and then you did it again and your strength gain. It was like they did it over the course of a few oh, weeks. Okay, okay. And then remeasured. They had the test at the beginning and the test at the end. And then when they remeasured, they found that the cold water group had gained more isometric strength than the other two groups. Oh, that's interesting. Because if I was a Benny man, I would have bet the other way because, I mean, you want to cause a little bit of trauma to your body. Yeah. You got to stimulate a response. And so you do your training. And, you know, the reason, you know, athletes do the, the cold plunge is to, so they can get back on the field faster. So you may be affecting your gains, so to speak. That's the that's right? the, that's the current theory, right? That's the current right? theory. That's the current like anti. You want it, You training. want some infl- inflammation. You want your body to adapt. Do we? Uh, that's the, that's what we've been told. That's what we've been told. That's what I subscribe to right now. So, but I'm willing yeah. to have my mind changed. It's not like yeah. That. Well, no, it's it's funny because that's the the. I didn't even really like think about that when when I said that. I just found it interesting but yeah you're absolutely right like that does fly in the face of the, conventional the, the more conventional well it's funny because I, I would say conventional knowledge is still do the cold water plunge your cutting edge conventional knowledge is you know if you're in the know if you're hip and you're in the know then you then that is the well you know cold water plunges or not the best idea because of like you're explaining the you need some inflammation and blah 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 and uh and but again like that's based on like what like was there again i don't know again this may be some good bro science to look into but i mean was there 
studies done that showed like a decrease in I don't know I'd have to performance after using ice or was it just a theory that, that people had about uh, or or the other thing is is a lot of times you think like okay this is you know, supposed to do this. And so, you, you know, you measure it and it's like, if you don't see any results from it, you're like, oh, that doesn't work. But it may be doing something else that you weren't like measuring and testing. Right. So like if you did a, a movement-based strength test and, and so you're testing like cold water plunges versus not doing cold water plunges, but you're using a movement-based strength test and the results come out that it doesn't improve anything or that it actually decreases something, you know, well, I don't know. You know, there's just there's a, there's more to it because I think that, uh, um, yeah. What is it? But because that's, I'm just sitting here kind of thinking out loud. But because isometric training doesn't cause the same type of trauma, right? That movement based training does. And so, like the reason for doing it wouldn't necessarily be to reduce inflammation and and things like that because you're not creating the same type of inflammation mm. with isometric training. So there's something about the metabolic uh, stress that the cold seems to help with the adaptation too. Hmm. That is interesting. Huh. Maybe something we have to dig a little more into. Yeah. As we continue the uh, atomic strength training theory, theology, which I do have that URL, by the way, atomicstrengthtraining.com. I did. I was smart enough to not start talking about the name of my new training system before <laughs> I secured the URL. The URL Atomic Strength is for sale for two grand, but I don't know that I'm quite ready to commit two grand to a URL <laughs> when I can just get atomicstrengthtraining.com for eight bucks. It so. might be the better move. Yeah, I'm not a business expert, but I would say go with the eight bucks. It's a good one. It's a yeah, it's a good one to go with. Speaking so. of that, you weren't there yesterday, and everybody was that was there had the fire peach bands, mm. the hip circles. Nice. So I started the day. Our uh, no, we did our you know our active mobility warm up, and before we got into the strength training, I realized that everybody had a band. So we did monster walks. Oh, nice. I said, oh, we got a new one today. So I made everybody do some just forward and backwards up and down the mat and then just sidestep left and then sidestep right. That's so and funny. Everybody's got those bands. Everybody had them. Well, and actually, Mahler didn't have one, but uh, Big Jeff, mm-hmm. you know, big big kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's his girlfriend or friend or something, Cassie. He They actually had went on Amazon and bought like a pack of them, mm. the hip circles, and they came with... Like three different tensions. Yeah. And so they had an extra one, so they let uh, Mauler borrow one. And so I was like, all right, monster walks. Like, huh? And then they did, and they're like, holy shit, my glutes are on fire. I was like, yeah, those are good, aren't they? Oh, God, yeah, dude. Mm. Those suck. Those little, me and uh, my buddy Nick started doing the glute finishing circuit. We haven't done that in a while where you do like uh, six 30 second little glute moves all in a row. So it's three minutes, but you're just like, so you do like side steps for 30 seconds and then monster walks for 30 seconds. And then, you know, like knee openers and you know, there's, you can do all sorts of shit. And, uh, but dude, yeah, you get done with that little three minutes and your fucking ass is on fire. Yeah. But it's good, man. You need your fire peaches. You need to be nice and strong. Mm -hmm. It's good for your, uh, for your jujitsu. Keeps your, makes it hard push your knees together <laughs> they seem to like it so yeah good it's funny that everybody took it upon themselves to get those things <laughs> it is so I'm glad glad lead by example yeah man i know i'd still like to get 
Yeah, no. Never mind. I like the ramping ISOs on Sunday. Or, I mean, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, the banded ISOs are a bit much. They definitely leave me way more fatigued. Yeah, I think, you know, if your combo, like that combo we do right into training afterwards. Yeah. I think you're better off doing the ramping ISOs. Yeah, the rampings are easier before that. So. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to do a whole bunch of like yielding ISOs. No. Banded, you're yielding, and then do uh, drilling, and then training. Like that's that's a lot. In a yeah, that would oh. definitely be a little more taxing oh. for sure. Yeah, yeah, we were doing some uh, some like anti rotation press holds, and I was playing around with some different different moves with the bands and stuff, trying to expand the uh, exercise library. Cause I get stuck. I'm like. I just get my routine and I'll mm-hmm. just do that same fucking routine. I'm the same way. But you find like, stuff that works and you like and then you're like, oh, fuck, I got to get out of this. Yeah, it's definitely worth, you know, you do realize like, oh, there are things that I'm not doing. Like that's that's the problem. There is no perfect routine. And so even if you're just changing up a little bit, but uh, yeah, I had to change up a few moves here and there. What else did we do? I forget. There was like two or three things. I had Kiele out there experimenting with me doing but uh yeah what was it oh just like single leg uh bridge holds yeah just like the holds like you don't even have to use the band on stuff so even just like because you're you know you're doing like your uh push-up holds and things mm-hmm. like the lunge hold mm-hmm. it's the same thing like gravity's pulling you down like the band is like you can visually see that right but like and that's actually wrong to say gravity's pushing you down it's not pulling you down we know no, that gravity is a, uh, a a wave that pushes you down rather than uh, pulls. What do we got going over here? I don't know. I think it's somebody from a neighbor's house. I don't recognize these people, so. Yeah. Who knows? Over. Yeah. So. Anyways, I ain't got shit else to talk about. Say we call it a wrap. Nah, sounds good, dude. Yeah, it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah, go home, spend time with the family. Get a few things done. Looks like I'm not going to get any yard work done. I did. I was uh, the responsible adult and did my shit yesterday because I figured today was going to be fucked up. And I was correcting that. Yeah, I just got to rake leaves and shit. So yeah. I got my last mowing in. Yep, that's what I did. And we got to come and blow out my sprinklers and uh, I'm done. Prepare for the winter time. I know, it's here. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. So cool. we'll leave it at that. Cool, see you. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Times two, no clue, but soon a brief monsoon might give you a view to choose. Stay tuned, include, won't conclude. To the end is near be where there's consequences, but what you do to me, demon.